2018, Chancellor Kate Jackson boarded a plane to China, ready for a new adventure in a foreign land. But his journey would lead to his imprisonment in a Chinese jail for 14 days. Locked up in a cell with no freedom and no escape, he was forced to confront the reality of his situation and the choices that led him there. Through his experience, Chancellor gained a new perspective on life and the world around him. He returned to his writing to process and share his story. And through this, he's inspiring others to live their lives to the fullest and make the most of every opportunity. His work serves as a reminder of the fragility and freedom Chancellor, how are you doing today? What's going on, family? How y'all living? How y'all living? What's going on? Blessings and balance. Blessings and balance. What's going on? <laughs> Absolutely. So you are joining us from Atlanta? Well, I'm currently in D.C. right now. Oh, in D.C. How come you're yeah, in D.C.? Just traveling, experiencing D.C., you know what I'm saying? Celebrating birthdays and well, it's the time to do it when you're younger, too. <laughs> that part, that part. <laughs> <laughs> so, why were you in China? Uh, so, after I graduated from Stetson University back in 2018 with my bachelor's degree in communication and media studies, I ironically landed my first job teaching English to children in China. So, that's what took me out there. Um, and up until that point, I was applying for corporate positions in America, sales, marketing, management for various companies for eight months, landing interviews, getting flown out that whole nine, but I could not seem to land a position. So with me being back home and I'm, of course, I'm disappointed in the outcome because I had to go to ha you know, have a job landed before, you know what I'm saying, graduation even came and now that graduation has occurred and, you know what I'm saying, done passed, I'm like, damn, bro, I done did everything, quote, unquote, the textbook way, and I still got the short end of the stick. Like, what's going on? Like, and I kept getting hit with the same excuses from these companies. Oh, you like the experience, or we're going to go with somebody with a little bit more experience. But it's like, y'all knew, knew that was the case when I submitted my resume. Yeah, right. Now that I done got in front of y'all face, I don't know what done happened or what done shifted the, 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 the vibrations. But, hey, it is what it is. I knew that it was something better in store out there. So just to continue well, to stay resilient, keep pushing. And it, it happens to all of us. It happens to me. I've got an Emmy and screenwriting wins. And I've got, oh, oh my God, I've got like 30 awards for, you know, media. And yet I can't get a job working half the time anywhere because one, they say, oh, you're in Arkansas. We can't do that. I'm like, Why? So it, <laughs> you know it happens to all of us, man. It's not an un, it's not an untold story, that's for sure. So I'm already knowing that. So you went to China to teach kids English? Yes, ma'am. Oh wow. First job to tell me yes. First job to tell me yes. It's no if answer buts about it. I've been at this process for eight months. Everybody keeps telling me no for the same reason. First job to tell me yes, just so happy to be on the other side of the world. This is what we're gonna do. Oh wow. So it was like like little kids or was it Oh, yeah, I was teaching kids as young as three years old all the way up to 14, but mainly working with, like, elementary school age okay. range kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. So was there, like, a company over there that 
I, I didn't know they really would hire. I guess oh, it makes yeah. sense for you to learn English. I'll have you go over there. Oh, yeah. But did you, yeah. how did you manage around China? Did, were, are you fluent in Chinese or? Oh, absolutely not. I took it upon myself to start learning some of the language. I didn't want to be, exactly, the basics. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be out there looking crazy. So I knew just enough to move and groove and make Learn where the bathroom one. is so you don't have to, you know, piss in the corner. You know what I'm saying? As far as having a full in-depth conversation like we're having right now, no, it's quiet. It's not <laughs> I, my son has learned, as uh, took Japanese for about two years. And, and still didn't know okay. what koi was. But and then like he's tried Chinese. He's always been interested in language. So listening to listening to him talk about that stuff, I'm like, what? Because it yeah. it's so the dialect is so different. Yeah, and I don't it's know Klingon, if, basically. Yeah, I don't know if China's that way, but I know in Japanese, if you say the same word but say it in a different and I guess enunciation, oh. yeah, it oh, means something totally different. Yeah, 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 yeah. It means something totally well, different. English is one of the toughest because we have the same yeah, word for like sure. 10 things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. English is hard to learn too. So it's, that's why it's just so interesting to just uh, surround yourself and submerge yourself in the differences yeah. all that coexist within the world. Cause it's like, if you grew up in just one area and learned or experienced life one type of way, how can I fault you for thinking? So, you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. Your, your thought capacity was only going to go so far just because you've only been exposed to so much. That's why traveling is so important. Submerge yourself with differences, different people, different cultures. All of that is, man, is, is enlightening. I think the first thing you learn when you leave your hometown, no matter how big it is, yeah, is that the first thing you learn is just because those idiots do it that way doesn't mean that it's right or does it the way everybody else does it. And then immediately opens it, your eyes. He hit the nail right on the head. Yeah. Right on the head. And whether you're and from like, a little town in 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 Alabama or New on. York City. <laughs> yeah. Come you on. Know, it's it'll just change your way of thinking. People in Atlanta don't act like the people in LA. People in Seattle don't act like the people in Denver. I've lived at, I've not lived in L, in Atlanta, but I lived in the others and it's different. It's almost like going to a different culture a uh, different country. It talks exactly the same. Exactly. <laughs> I, he's saying that from a domestic standpoint. So now we're comparing uh, Denver to Ghana. We're comparing Atlanta to Saudi Arabia. We're comparing yeah. Philadelphia to Iceland. Now it's, it's far and wide, the differences. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. it's like, it can't nobody say there's a right or wrong way in, to live in life when everywhere you go, it's lived drastically different. I just, it's all about drastically different. All I can think of was, man, if I was to set foot in China and could barely speak the language, I'd be absolutely petrified. I mean, I would be like, is this the good side of town to go to? What am I eating? Can I eat this? I mean. And as an American. Yeah. And and it doesn't matter if you're black or white. When you go to China, you're an American. And they're like, look at these crazy people coming here to China. What's wrong with you? Why are you here? I would be so scared. I mean, I've never left the country. I've never had the opportunity to leave the country, but I've lived oh, in a different wow. area within the U.S. Dallas. Yeah. Dallas in, is not in, that different from I, here. No, well, kind of. I've lived a in Dallas. Bit. I've lived in Michigan. Michigan's much different. So, but I can only, um, I think I would be scared shitless to move to China. <laughs> so bless you for like trying, trying and taking a leap. So That's what? why I say um, to ch- not only travel abroad, if you can live abroad, I highly encourage it, but just don't live abroad just any random place. It isn't mm-hmm. like China. You know what I'm saying? Oh, China for sure. So as soon as I saw I teach English to kids in China, 
I've always been interested in China. In the introduction of my book, I flash back to a table conversation I'm having one Saturday morning. I had breakfast with my mom and my little brother. I'm probably about eight, seven years old. My mom asked my brother and I, what's three places in the world y'all want to go? And I make sure that we go. I said, China. Huh. She's, she's like, like really? China? I can't afford that. <laughs> but she's like, why China? At all places. Like, it's the first place to come out of your mouth. And the only logical reason I had at that young age, that's where everything is made. Well, that's that was, true. I always had a, a, a real talk. You look at the back of any product, you say, what? Made in China. So I'm like, I want to go to the land where everything is made. Yeah, if we but go to was, war with I China, always, we're screwed, you know. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's going to be, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a shit show. But I was always interested in China. Always interested in China. So when I saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it. For Good sure. Let's, let's bring that thing full circle. So how long did you live in China before you ended up getting into jail? Six months. Six I was months. supposed to do a year. I was supposed to do a year. That's how long my contract was, but I only ended up doing six months. So what happened? Where you did? What happened to you that caused you to be... Um, Picked up for by sure. the child police. Because for me, though, if I for was sure. over there and if I, like, I don't know, did the wrong gesture and said the wrong thing and I get arrested, I would be Like I said, you give, somebody, you give somebody the finger in Germany, they can sue you. And it's against mm. the law. You could lose wow. money for flipping somebody off. I did know my... In wow. America, you can flip off a state trooper and they can't do a damn thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think my son was telling me something like in Japan, you can't do, you can't be mean to cats. Something with cats. Uh, grain of salt on that one. Well, I don't know. You learn a little bit of their culture, but, but cats are a big deal to them over there. They have cat cafes and you all know, it's that. It's a big deal to me. Oh, God. Here we go. Okay. I'm not, okay. I'm not he, at the end of that podcast, he's going to say something to try to get me to say, oh, my God, Paul, stop. It's like pretty much should be on a T-shirt. It is on a, it's on a, it's on a hoodie on the shop. It is on a hoodie on the shop. <laughs> Paul is lit. I'll be lit. I should just buy the hoodie. Jesus is wearing it around. Wear it to work. So what? <laughs> You're really people be like what? She's like a high end manager at a hospital, and I don't know about a high end manager. Give but me I am a up break. <laughs> I've been fighting with her on this all weekend. She has a place. She has been invited. Whether she's going to get to go or not, it's a different story. I'm going to pay for it if the hospital says no. She has been invited to speak at one of the highest possible conferences in the field that she's in. That's true. Hey, and clap so, that up. Yeah, yeah you're you. going, you're going if I have to hijack a bus. <laughs> Let's not go to jail. American jails, I'm sure, are better than Chinese jails. God, not if you end up in freaking Benton County Jail. They give you, you get peanut butter jelly sandwiches for lunch. And they still have you wear the stripes? Yes. They still uh, have you wear the, the black and white stripes. It's like, can I get a piece of chicken? I don't care if it's a mold on it, man. Just give me a piece of chicken. I'm tired of the peanut butter. <laughs> so, so what happened in China that caused that uh, caused you to uh, have a little bit of a kerfuffle with the authorities? Yeah, so um, the date is April 4th, 2019. It's creeping up on month six for me being out there. And uh, with it being a Thursday, that's what that was one of my days off. So I didn't have a traditional weekend as far as Saturday yeah. and Sunday off. My weekend was Wednesday and Thursday. So it's third. So it's a Sunday for me, quote unquote. I'm gonna get ready to head to an event to meet some colleagues and friends at, and we we're going to be customizing our own Chinese fans. So before I go, I'm like, shit, I'm a pregame. So I'm in an apartment by myself. I'm drinking some Chinese wine coolers, <laughs> smoking some cannabis at my little silver pipe. I get they don't faded, let you do I get that, done. Do oh no. <laughs> no. Okay. So I get done. 
I'm getting dressed, make sure I got my last few things before I walk out the door. Then I hear a knock. Guess I don't familiar. Curious to see who it is. I look through the people, and there's the three officers from the Beijing police. Oops. Yep. Sick to my stomach, spooked, like, oh, oh, okay. But they, yeah. I'm curious, to, you know what I'm saying, as to why they're here. So, you know what I'm saying, scramble, put everything up, open the door, they answer, and the officer in front is questioning me about drugs. Now, I'm from Atlanta, a.k.a. the city of finesse. <laughs> you live by the finesse, you die by the finesse. Yeah, we do it so, he questioned me about drugs. I'm sitting here acting like I don't know what he's talking about. I'm playing the fool, trying to, you know what I'm saying? I, I, like, I, I can't yeah, understand you. You were trying to divert the conversation, like passport. Yeah, you might need to see my passport. You got me confused with somebody else. I'm gonna go grab a document. You're, you're pulling the uh, the rush hour deal. Ain't nobody oh, understand me. the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know what you talking about, family. Here go all my documents. This is what you need to look at right here. Yeah, look that over because you got me. You know what I'm saying I don't know what you talking about. What type of time you on? So he sit down. He looking over my documents. The other officers they're just scoping the place out. Um, few minutes pass, another officer enters the apartment, and he has something in his hand. I can't really make heads and tails uh -oh. what it is. He hands that item to the officer that was originally speaking to me, and then and that officer is like, hey, I need you to pee into this cup. So oh. the drug test right down the spot. Oh, my like, God, oh, yeah. can they do that? Yes, it's China. You don't <laughs> yeah. have freedom in China. <laughs> I get so that, like, but I would have, it's over, yeah. I mean, it's done. Yeah, oh yeah! At that I point, said, yeah, I said it's over with. I know. I was like, oh yeah, it's over with. <laughs> Just admit it. I don't need to pee. I'll cop. I'll cop. <laughs> nah, hey, I'm from. Hey, I'm from what I said earlier. You live by the finesse, you die by the finesse. That's I'm right. gonna finesse until I can't no more. So I, I'm drinking a bunch of water. I'm trying to drink as much water as I can. <laughs> it's not gonna help. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> Do the drug test. Fail the drug test, of course. As soon as I pee into the cup, they hand them the cup. They set the cup down on the table and they all huddled around it. The, the results came back like that. Yep. And they just all looking at each other, smirking. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid Americans. <laughs> how, did yeah. you even, exactly. how did you even get the marijuana into China? You got it from somebody in China. I did Exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't bring it in. No, I found it there. <laughs> the thing is, there's so many people in China. If you want something, somebody's got it. Thanks. There's just too Fact. many people. They can't, they can't, it's needle in a haystack for those cops over there. So do you think one of somebody in the fellow apartment smelled it and busted you? I have no clue. This isn't my first, this wasn't my first time smoking in China. I was high my first, within my first five days of being in China. So I was smoking, I was high smoking yeah. the whole time. So yeah. now the things that just finally hit the fan, I'm like, I have no clue what could have went wrong. Cause I had a formula, had a system going. So I'm like, ain't no telling. I just felt like it's something that's supposed to happen. So, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it is what it is. Well, that, um, you're lucky you weren't in Russia. You'd get two years in a gulag. That man. one that one chick with the, the sports, she had yeah. CBD yeah. oil or something like that. It was illegal. Had CBD oil even illegal? Well, it had THC in it. Oh. She was using it in a vape. If you know... Oh, man. She's going over there for the Olympics. Yeah, don't do that. Don't. I mean, you know that the country's not going to allow it. Well, a do you lot really of, want to go to jail in Russia where they probably are? You know, they you're don't you're young, you. you're aggressive, you're assertive like me, <laughs> and 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 you've always gotten away, and nothing's ever come of it. Then and you, you go to another country, you think everything's. You don't understand because you haven't had that opportunity to to learn these things yet. Right. And. I get it. I understand why it happened. It's 
unfortunate that it happened. But so they they just kind of giggled a little bit and put you in handcuffs. Well, um, after the drug test <clears throat> came back, as the results came in, they uh, you know what I'm saying. Now it was about like eight officers in the apartment. They oh, ran back into place, and one of the new officers that answered, he speaks English fluently. He's questioning me about failing the drug test. When's the last time I smoked? If I had any more, where like I get two it from? Minutes blah, blah, you blah, got blah, here. Blah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but like, like I said for the third time, I'm from Atlanta, the city of finesse. You live by the finesse. Yeah. You die by the finesse. So. Me and the officer, mind you, I'm still high. Yeah, it's the fog of war. I'm pissing down my leg, yet still trying to keep my composure. So, <laughs> lucky you weren't doing shrooms we, or something. You've been like, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I would have just like started crying and be like, I did it, send me to jail. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. I'm a dumb so American. We going back and forth. <laughs> And he added every question he posed to me. First thing that came to my mind, I'm just blurting out. I ain't even really thinking about my answer. I'm just responding. And it got to the point within the interrogation where I was catching myself in my own lie. So I knew for a fact he was catching me in a lie. Yeah, if you're, if you're catching you live, me. Hey, you live by the finesse, yeah. you die by the finesse. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to finesse until I can't no more. So once he realized that I wasn't going to give him anything that he could work with, all right, that's when he just, all right, straight is up, man. We know... You got more. I'm like, all right, for sure. I'll yeah. die by finesse this time. I'll live to finesse another day. Now I got to hold myself accountable. So, face yep. up to everything. They confiscated, put me in handcuffs, throw me, uh, escort me out the building, send me down in the police van. Yeah. And now I'm just in disbelief that what just transpired and cares as hell is what's going to come. Yeah. Uh, so, go to precinct. One precinct, we're there briefly. Get back in the van. I have no clue where we're going. We get to another precinct. Um, Everything's in Chinese. You have no idea what you're signing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I have nothing what's going on. Nothing's been explained to me. Um, I do my official interrogation at the second precinct, and it's dramatic within the book because they take me to the basement Ooh. of that precinct. That's and like this something. All white room, and in the center of this room is this metal chair that looks like an electric chair. Yeah. They walk up to the chair, open it up, and they're just looking at me. And I'm looking back at them. I look at the chair, look back at them. Look at the chair again, and then look back at them. I'm like, y'all really want me to sit down in this type of chair? And they're like, yeah, oh, spooky. yeah. Spooky. Immediate so death. I, sat at, I mean, I sat down. I'm yeah. like, I sat down. They ain't got a like my, right. like my shins, thighs, waist, chest, and arms all in one place. The only part of my body I could move was my head. Oh, my God. So I did God. my whole interrogation just they like They locked this. you down. But, huh? Over oh, pot. Yeah, well, he's probably. What's your height? Uh, <laughs> I'm five nine, five ten. Okay, so he's about my size. Are you? Are, how much? Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, how much do you weigh? How much did you weigh at the time? At that time, I was probably like one seventy, one sixty. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But former college football player too, so my physique a little bit more. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So me when I was China, I lost a lot of weight. They're they're probably worried a little bit about <laughs> you overpowering them because of how tall and big he is. Because it, yeah. now if I he was think. in Japan Japanese jail, they'd be taller than him. Korean North uh, South Korean jail, they'd be taller than him. But you start to get into Asia Pacific in the lower part, and the you know if you get to Vietnam, they're not you're not going to run into a, a six foot five, <laughs> four hundred or two hundred and fifty pound dude that's going to whoop your ass. So they're probably thinking, I don't know about this American, and they're probably extremely intimidated because he's dark. Yeah. You know? Facts. 
and we have him on, we have him on video up. here that we're on um, uh, for the people listening. We don't publish the video, but we can see him in our video. That's why I knew he was dark. Um, and it doesn't matter to me, but you know, they probably never come across it before. It's Beijing. Nah, I would babe. hope they would. No, man. Nah. There's a, there's four million people it's in like taboo. two blocks. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's still taboo. Yeah, yeah it's still taboo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hella Chinese people. Like that's that's another thing. Like it's hella. It's billions of them over there. So you think Beijing the capital? But well, oh my goodness, yes. You gonna have a foreign population, but man, that that's that is a tall, small, 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 small. Yeah sector of the entire demographic of Beijing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's, he's probably two, three inches taller than most people that walking down the street. Well, I guess if you're not And he's to... huge. I'm, more, I'm definitely stronger. Yeah. Because sure. they are not, it's not saying that Chinese people are less strong. They're built different. Yeah, they are. I can, you know, a Scandinavian man is built different than a man from England. Who has an English heritage, <laughs> right? So I, I, I just want to I want to point that out that if we're not talking about race, we're just talking about the physical differences between the two the, the two countries. But I guess I guess he would be slightly intimidating. They're probably thinking, "Is this guy gonna like you know?" And I had locks run? too. I had locks. Of, I had locks that hung down from like my rib cage, so I had long locks. And oh stuff yeah, too, dreads. So yeah. Oh, yeah. so yeah. And and he talks with that Southern Atlanta accent. Which is very intimidating because the only time you hear that on TV or in the movies from America is from them. Usually, it's fifty percent of the times bad guy. Oh yeah, that's think true. about it. You did point that out when we were watching movies, and he's like, "Oh, a lot of the bad guys have an accent." I'm like, "Whatever." They and all then he have started, accent. I was like, "Oh man, you got a point there." <laughs> oh, me. I would have been oh, like me. scared. So you're sitting in the chair, and they like pretty much have you all buckled down. That right there would probably make me yeah. start crying. What happened next? Well, mind you, I'm still high. So, you know, <laughs> at least you're enjoying like, yourself. Yeah, I'm like, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is crazy. These folks really like, like, it's like, these people really, but it also, like, made me aware, like, man, man, these people really don't even know me from a can of paint. But it's like, man, y'all right. really knew me, but I'm the most gentle spirit. But I've never been in the physical fight in my entire life. Like, I'm the most gentle spirit you would probably ever <laughs> come across. It was like, it was just funny to me, but still, it's like, it's just crazy. Well, it's kind of like, like uh, it's kind of like me. When I walk into a room, everybody's intimidated. Can you imagine? If I walked into that Chinese jail, they'd probably think I was going I was some kind of weird, crazy person. They'd be like, we need to lock him down. He's 5'10", 300 pounds. We, it's going to take 20 of us to push that guy down. You know? So. Wow. And they don't have weapons like that. All they got is little knife sticks. That's oh, about it. Those ain't, no ain't no guns. They the police don't have none of that. No. So yeah, it's, it's straight fist to fist. If we come down to it, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but you're not going to do that. I, I mean, we're no, Americans. No, no. We really don't do that. It's not. But it's it, all stereotype bullshit. But it makes Most me wonder what is their stereotypical opinion or thought of Americans. I mean, if they're locked in the media, whatever they see in the media, based on yeah. what they see in the media, they probably see us as these big brute people with guns that are mean. And, and vice versa, vice versa. Yeah. How in depth do you know about the Chinese people and their culture and their history? It's, we the same exact way. Yeah, yeah ignorance on both ends of the coin. I agree. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. People are the same everywhere. It's like I, I keep talking well, about on. that guy Eichmann, Paul Eichmann, with the with the facial stuff. Yeah, he would he studied fa people's facial expressions, and he went all around the world into like you know forests that very rarely have these people seen outsiders and studied their faces 
and asked them what their emotions were when they made that face. And it's the same everywhere. Didn't matter where you were from, what your DNA said. Didn't matter. Everybody reacts the exact same way. That's the guy that did the help with the, the show Lie to Me. Yeah, he, he was, he, that show was based on his research. Yeah, that's why I can't watch a show because you'd be like, look, that means that that person has anxiety and that person's lying. And I'm like, <laughs> if somebody's Stop. talking to you and they shrug their shoulder when they're trying to tell you something or answer a question, that means they have no confidence in what they're telling you. See, this is why yeah. we, can't, we can't watch that show. Because I'm sitting there thinking, like, I have to, like, be like a statue. Because I'm like, he's going to totally read something into but this. But, yeah. But, you know, for those people who are, I'm just, I'm agreeing with you, Chancellor. Is it's like They're exactly, they're going to be exactly the same. Right. I've never been there. But I can guarantee you that I would get along with them if I could get past the language barrier. So because do you, do I'm, have, I'm crazy. Speak, and they like crazy. Everybody man, likes crazy. If I would have been able to speak Mandarin fluently, ain't no telling how that experience would have went. Because now they could really get them. It might have got worse. It might have gone worse. I don't know. I could now I could speak that language. I could really, now I could really work my mouthpiece. Like I said, <laughs> live by the finesse, die by the finesse. <laughs> Atlanta, yeah. hey, for real, we like that. Uh, yeah, we like that in Atlanta. Yeah. For so sure. what Get was the gap. jail okay. like? So um, once I actually arrived at the actual facility where I was housed in. Um, I'm locked. It's, the, the cell ain't nothing but a big rectangle. I say 15 yards in length, 10 yards in width, about 20 yards, nah, about 15 yards in, in about height as well. So it's not, this is a big rectangle, big box. Um, the walkway is a big L. So you have straight walk, small little walkway, alleyway to the back of the cell, and then a small alleyway to just right of the cell. And you, within this L, it's all the beds. So, oh, wow, they're just—it's just a bunk. It's just a, uh, 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 what's the, what's the term? It's just—it's just a. It's just like a bunch of beds just thrown in a big room. Oh my god, I can't believe it. So like, that. if I'm standing in the in the doorway of the cell, I take one big step, the bed start yeah. immediately, and they stretch all the way to the back of the cell. Oh. The only walkway is you know what I'm saying that's dangerous. That one, yeah. So and it's nine beds in total. They all wooden planks. With cubbies underneath. Oh wow! Um, mind you, it's like four o'clock in the morning. By the time I actually get to the jail, so yeah. everybody, you guys, nine beds. I do a head count. It's fifteen of us inmates in the cell. Oh wow! Um, so it's it's a slumber party. I would describe it as a slumber. It looks like a slumber <laughs> party on the uh, bunk. So you know what I'm saying? It's nine beds. You know what nine saying? beds so and fifteen people in there. So y'all having to bunk up with each other or lay on the floor. It looks like a slumber, like, you know, back in the day when you had a sleepover with your, your yeah, friends and yeah. your family and everybody got to make room. It looked like that, but grown men, random grown men. Were they smoking and stuff? Oh, no, no, no. I'm curious if they were smoking cigarettes well, or something. No, 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 no. Only one inmate got his hands on tobacco and that was the biggest, scariest inmate in that motherfucker. And he was rushing. <laughs> and nobody messed with him. Terry, Not even the guard. It's like if Terry Crews showed up in your cell. It's like, no, you can man. do whatever you want, man. I'm okay. Nobody messed with him. No Terry Crews is one of the nicest men that you've ever met. He's very empathetic oh, and a good man. Yeah. yeah. I'm just sitting there thinking you're in this room. You're trying to find a place to lay down. You can't really speak the language. You're probably going to learn that language pretty dang quick. Yeah. <laughs> right. You probably don't have a translator. Can, so. I, can, I, can I please learn... No entrance in the butthole. I need to know that in Chinese right now. (laughs) 
hands off the white man's pole. <laughs> man. It was funny. It's funny though. Like the next, so I, like I got in there at four o'clock in the morning. Every day it's time when it's time for us to wake up. We wake up at six thirty. So I only lay down for about like an hour and a half, real, yeah. real, for it's time for me to get up. So of course we get up. Everybody's awake now, so everybody sees me. Of course, they're trying to ask me all these different type of questions. We're trying to communicate, but that language barrier, yeah, I'm like, it's, it's quiet, bro. I, yeah. I don't know what y'all talking about. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But one of the questions I was able to interpret from them that they posed to me, they asked me how big my dick was. That was one of the questions they that's, did ask. That's, that means that they are only, all they know about Americans. Stereotypes. Especially, <laughs> you know, whatever the term, politically correct term this day is. Of you know someone who's darker, yeah. Uh, all they know is what they get from the the bootleg Chinese American porn. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's <laughs> like come on, no, do some investigation. But you know, you can't expect these people. They barely they can they they don't have any way of getting out of that hole they're in, and the government doesn't want them hey. getting out of the hole they're in. Facts. So you didn't go in front of a judge or nothing, basically it's a police officer. So oh, like, no. oh yeah, oh, you no. screwed up, no. go to jail. So who decides from how long you're there? My apartment, from my apartment to one precinct to another precinct to the actual facility. Don't know what's going on. Nothing's been explained to me. I ain't talking to these folks. They definitely ain't talking to me. So I have no clue how long I'm going to be here. Nobody knows I'm here nothing. Oh, That's a whole story. Do you ever get a trial? They probably call your name to go. Do you hey, ever no, get they, one day, One day they just call your name to go. They, what they do, revoke your visa and put you on a plane? Oh, yeah. They took me straight to my apartment and packed up the rest of my stuff and then straight to the airport where I was deported from the country. All yeah. within six hours of being released. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's why. Okay. He only got released because he's an American. Really? If he wouldn't have been an American, they probably would have thrown a book at him and he'd be working in a, in a work camp up in northern China. I always kind of got the impression, I mean, this shows like how stereotypes are, and I'm trying not to be that way, but I'm sitting here. My thoughts are Chinese jail. Okay, you're arrested. You're arrested. You're going to go to jail. You're going to sit there and rot because they don't care. That's Russia. No, that's probably but China is little. China's a little different because they have to maintain relations with us on at least somewhat of a scale because without okay. us, they have no money. So if they hold one of our citizens, I don't really know if our country would be Russia like, doesn't care because all they have to export is oil and gas. Mm. They don't have everything else that the China does. So that had to have been. How long were you in there? In jail? Andy's in Beijing. This is the capital, so it's going to make world news if he, if they shove right. him in a corner and he goes away, it's going to be on CNN every day for a month. Your poor parents. I mean, <laughs> I have a 19 year old son. If if he was over in China, I'd be like, I'm gonna be calling everybody in the freaking world. If in the you know, I could think of senators, whatever. Be like, so you go on full Karen alert. <laughs> My son was in jail. <laughs> yeah, I would be. <laughs> American jail, no. Chinese jail, yes. But I'm sitting there thinking, I mean, your poor mother. I, I, American jail, she'd be like, what do you do? Okay, let him rot. Yeah, I have told him that. Well, if you've done something bad and I'm your one phone call, you might want to really think hard about that because if you messed up, I'm going to let you sit there. Yeah, for sure. My dad oh, did that to my uh, brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my dad did my, mama, my brother, uh, man. Go ahead. I had uh, on day seven. That's when that was the very first. So day seven, chapter seven. Um, that was the very first day I was able to make contact with the outside world. Wow. So when God I did, um, I was only able to make one phone call, and I called her 
because I needed somebody. To, the immigration dude was like, oh, we need somebody to, uh, to buy you a ticket. Whenever your, it's your time to get up out of here. I'm like, I can buy my own. I got plenty of money. He's like, nah, I need somebody else. I, I don't know one person. I'm about heart, so let me call her. Let yeah. me call her. Um, I would and, say, I would suggest anybody going overseas, find the American consulate phone number for your local country area and, yeah. and do your best to re- memorize that. Facts. Makes sense. Facts. I mean, that's Facts. your only resource in the foreign country. But at the same time, because uh, on, on day 10, I met with the U.S. Embassy. And it wasn't a damn thing. Them folks to do. He just, it was a young cat from Nebraska, white dude. He had a clean gray suit. I'm like, damn, that boy clean. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man. Woo-doo, we just chopping it up. Like, we're having more of a personal conversation, getting to know each other versus about how, I still don't know how, by the time I got done with me and him, I still had no clue how long I was going to be there. What my specific shot. I didn't, like, it, was, it wasn't yeah. like he did anything. <laughs> it still wasn't that he could do, so. Well, uh, you know, there probably wasn't. He, he probably did a lot more for you that he just didn't tell you because it's his job. You know, uh, just behind the scenes know. stuff. He probably made a phone call and says, "Hey, look." He told me he said, "Ain't nothing we can do as long as they ain't treating y'all inhumanely. Uh, you can fill out this uh, form if you want us to tell, notify other family members or friends, yeah. and we'll let them know. But aside from that, that's all we can do. Well, you'll get out of here eventually. <laughs> you know, twenty years ago, that crime would have got you a lot more time, a lot, a lot oh. more time in jail in. Atlanta. What? <laughs> yeah. So, so you sure. got lucky. Still, man. Yeah. yeah, it's still that light at the end of the tunnel for sure. I ain't tripping. That was, I hold myself accountable throughout the whole story. That's what makes the, the insane so, story what it is. And I feel like that's why it played out. Because me only doing 14 days, I only did, I did the shortest amount of time out of everybody I was locked up with. Yeah. Well, and it helps to be an American in that situation because they're just going to say, get out. Goodbye. I mean, I was... So on day four, chapter four, so the first three days, only foreigner, only English speaker in the cell. Yeah. No communication whatsoever. On day four, chapter four, now I moved to a new cell and I'm immersed with three other foreigners. One was a Russian dude from Russia. The big, this dude was like 6'3", 250. Yeah. Again, the, the, the discrepancy when you get somebody like that. Hello, little man. How are you doing? I'm glad to see you in jail with me. Now I have someone to talk to. But, <laughs> he didn't speak he didn't speak English though he only spoke Mandarin or Russian oh my god so far as communicating with him I couldn't the other foreigner we had was a Chinese American from uh, California and uh, who was he in jail for was, uh, the Chinese American yeah we just like me <laughs> <laughs> the Russian was in jail for beating up a hooker but the other two <laughs> spoke <in> English. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, I don't know what the Russian was in jail for. Now, I don't know I don't know what um got the Russian dude in jail originally, but he was released like before I got to that cell. Like when I first entered the, the new cell, mind you, during the day we're not allowed to lie down. You can stand up or you can sit down, but either way you have to be awake. You ain't no relaxing, none of that, lounging, oh, none of that. It's in school I suspension all cell, over again. He's the only person lying down. He got scabs all on his face as if he has just been in a fight recently. So, of course, this is the first person I make eye contact with entering this new cell. So I look at him, he look at me. I instantly, instantly look down at the ground. <laughs> I just kept walking. I, walk. I was like, man, I these folks got me in this I cell. I don't want these to folks. kill you, but if you look at me again, I will. <laughs> but, man, but come to find out, he was released. He ended up getting... He was, they was taking him to the airport to deport him back to Russia. Yeah. This man went on the run. He ended up escaping 
and was on the run for like three days. When they finally caught him, he fought the police, hit him up with bricks upside What's their head. It's crazy. Well, and, that, and they worked they worked him out. But Cuz was thrown. I, when I looked at him, I'm like, he looks crazy. And then I hear this story, I'm like. I knew. <laughs> I knew <that laughs> yeah, <was> he's crazy. crazy. <laughs> I knew it. You know, well, yeah. Look at so in no, America, you do have a chance of, of getting shot if you fight with the police. Yes, that's true. Man. And, and there's there's a guy out in Oklahoma about three years ago, four years ago. Police broke into it or, you know, went into his house to pick him up. He fought back. And they shot and killed him. And so it, it, he was a white guy. So just as much, it happens to everyone. If you fight the fucking police, you're going to get, nine times out of ten, you're going to get in trouble. In right. China, they don't care. When you fight the police in a country like that, doesn't matter who you are. They're going to beat the shit out of you until you can't walk. Wow. Because they don't care and they don't have the laws against it like we do. You know, right. looking at the date that you, that you said that you had a, uh, been, was been picked up. May, and I know it sounds kind of crazy, but 2020 COVID hit trying mm-hmm. to bat. Maybe May. if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, he said. Yeah, he was like May. It's a little bit, a little bit after May. he left. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, th- I'm thinking. Literally. You're it was maybe good that I got up out of there. Yeah, maybe because they. I'm sitting there thinking. Look at the dates going. Dang. Check that out. It, it, God works in mysterious ways, man. Thanks. And and God's this like no. Yeah. April 2019, COVID popped out over there like full fledged around like the summer. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. God God knew you needed to get out of the country and got you out. And and it took that to get you out. But, you know, just because something negative is happening to you, you got to think about what could have happened sometimes. Well, if you didn't get arrested, would would you have stayed even when COVID would have? Yeah. He finished his contract. He has to. Yeah. I would have been over there. I would have been over there. And then they'll tell him what I've been doing. So now, for man, and all your students and everybody's in lockdown. You'd and then you'd go crazy and it'd be like, I I can't just sit in the room. I'm not. I'm gonna. You know, we're used to doing what we want as Americans whenever we want, and it doesn't make any difference, and nobody can stop us. Over there, they lockdown. You go outside the building, the police come, they beat you up, put you back in the put you back in the room, or take you to jail. Because it's been a while since I remember the news like that. Did it was China locked down at the beginning of COVID, or they just let it run? They just let it run, man. Yeah. So in they a way, it might it might have saved your life. Yeah, the first round it was really really bad. Ooh. So it was the second one because of because of COVID and you're you know doing a little bit of uh, cannabis, you, you might have saved your life because you're kind of almost your lungs were a little bit compromised. I mean, I was been blessed enough that I didn't have to necessarily work the front lines of COVID this round, but I did have my, a lot of my fellow um a department do it and yeah. talked yeah. a lot of the physicians with my job in the hospital that we had three rounds here in arkansas where we called them you know the first wave second wave third wave everyone every other parts of the country were different but yeah the first wave was real bad the second one was worse so right. wow i had it like twice i think i know i was sitting next to a chinese national at my company i worked for and she had just come over here, and this is December of uh, 19. And two, two or three days after she left, I sat right next to her and we had lunch, trying to be nice to him. Two or three days after she left, I got the worst sore throat. I couldn't swallow. I could barely talk. I couldn't taste anything. 
I couldn't smell anything. Yeah, it's COVID before the new COVID hit here. And my joints were killing me. And I felt like shit. Went to the doctor. They gave me the flu uh, test. They gave me the strep test. They gave me all the tests. Everything's negative. And then I went back to the doctor after they announced it was COVID that COVID's out. Here's the symptoms. I went back to the doctor and the doctor was like, you couldn't have had it. It's not here. I sat right next to a Chinese national. Who's not listening to me right now? Yeah. It was bad. If I'd have been right. 80, it would have killed me. That's how bad, that's how bad sick I was. Yeah. So the China, Chinese jail, I'm thinking, so they just let you like stew over there until they're like, oh, we need room for the next guy. No trial or anything, huh? <laughs> no, nah, so um, I don't learn, <laughs> I don't learn what's going on until day four, chapter four, when I moved to that new cell with the other foreigners. Because the first three days, I'm the only foreigner, only English speaker in the cell. So, I mean, there's unfortunately no Chinese man, none of who I can speak to. It's no form of communication going on whatsoever. So it's a lot of reflecting. Now, on day four, I moved to this new cell. I finally got somebody to talk to. Hey, it's lit. But most importantly, I can start connecting the dots and learning how the jail operates, how the system works. I still don't have no clue. I still have no clue how long I'm going to be here. But ironically enough, everybody else knows all their information to the full detail, what their charges are specifically, how long they're supposed to serve. But they never told you. Me, I was just the only one that ain't no, nothing has been explained to. So I'm like, okay. But that's what makes my story what it is. At the, you know what I'm saying? As so well. So walk us through what you learned when you hit American soil and got off that plane. How did you feel? Um, It was good to be free for sure. Like I was <laughs> on the flight back to America. I didn't watch no TV, nothing. I just listened to music. Just listen to music for like the first five. It was a ten hour flight. No, I, yeah, I listen to I listen to music that whole ten hours. I want to say <laughs> for sure, at least probably like he good eight. meditation. Man, just listen to music. You know what I'm saying? And then I had a limited drink, so I'm getting drunk as fuck on that motherfucker. <laughs> so, man, it was I lit. It was lit. Man, it was lit after them two weeks for sure. Um, then I get back to America. It's like okay, man, that was a major setback. Um, you lost your job. Yeah, you didn't got kicked out this country. Probably can't you go losing back. your girl. Your money's still over there in China. Oh what? Damn, bro, it's not looking good right now, bro. You know, you're back against the wall, like what? Man, the ancestors said this shit wouldn't have been good, but it's like, damn, I didn't think it would be to this degree. Like, man, I don't know how I'm finna bounce back from this, but. Hey, I done been down before, and I feel like shit. This is the all. This is the lowest I've ever been. So, with that being said, ain't no place to go but up. You right. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Sometimes you gotta <laughs> you hit. Gotta, yeah. Sometimes you gotta yeah. hit rock, rock bottom. That way, you realize where up is finally. Well, I guess if they're bringing oh. him back to his apartment to pack up to get him out of there, they're not gonna go. Do you want? Do you need a trip to the bank? <laughs> oh no! I asked him. I asked him. I'm like, hey, can we stop by the bank, bro? I was just. We can leave, man. I just need to stop by the bank. <laughs> for real, for real. But, you know what I'm saying? They was like, nah, you got ATMs at the at the airport. <laughs> you should have got your money then. We, man, but we running late for the flight, so I didn't even have time to really pull. Man, so it's like, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to bounce. Well, it's really like, but what am, how are you, chance how are you going to bounce back from this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you finally get L. your money, though? Yeah, I ended up getting my, up getting my money back. How much um, did that cost you? Oh, it wasn't. It ain't cost me nothing. That's I, good. I'm from Atlanta. 
I'm from Atlanta, bro. We finesse. <laughs> 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 I don't think the bank sure. cares about anybody's <laughs> finesse. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was able to learn how to finesse that. So that was smooth. Um, but it's still like, okay, damn, bro. It's essentially square one all over again, just like when football came to the end. Yeah. And I'm trying to find a job and you know, figure out what's next. But the only difference is I have experience now. And just not any regular experience. My experience is <laughs> outside of the world. You know what I'm saying? So. On your resume, spend 14 days in Chinese jail. Foreign relations. You put that down as expert in foreign, foreign relations. relations. That's right. <laughs> oh, I think you know if I hit it was a resume that hit my desk, I want to interview the person just to figure out what happened. <laughs> You're not going to get the job, but please tell me your story. <laughs> so I was like, I know it's going to open up doors, and it did. So I'm still in education. I ended up just falling into coaching football that summer. I started writing 14 days in Beijing that summer. Um, Nice. And that that's uh came about because I was linking I was kicking up one of my friends I grew up with here in Georgia and um he was a published author before we graduated high school in twenty oh, wow. fourteen. Yeah. So um he was like, Hey bro, you should write a book about the experience and I was yeah. like that's a great idea. I don't even know where to start. But you that's could a do a really idea. damn good screenplay out of that. You really could. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's written like a it's written like a play almost. You know what I'm saying? It one of Many of the dramas that it went number one in was the dramas and plays. Like I would take the big Russian and, and make him more of a threat. <laughs> just kind of fictionalize oh, yeah, it just sure. a touch for for, for, sure. for, oh, yeah. for, for shits and Spice giggles. It up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so sure. any advice for anybody that's going to travel, like say for me, if I ever get an opportunity to go anywhere, Yeah. is there any um, advice that you would give based upon your experience? For sure. Do your research, thorough research before you, you take your ass over there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Learn the ins and outs. The do's and don'ts, the cultures, you know what I'm saying? Learn it all, for sure. Yeah, so um, people who go to Amsterdam, they think they're going to get over there, they're going to use a bunch of weed, they're going to use some drugs, they're going to get some hookers. Uh, no, that's not how Amsterdam works. It's a, it's a, not that way. You can do that, <laughs> but you just can't get off the plane and go, bring on the drugs! It doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> a lot so of people think it does. Do your, yeah, do your research before you go anywhere. Exactly. Um, if it's a different language, take it upon yourself, learn some of the language. Um, if you know somebody there, that is going to be icing yeah. on the cake. Because now it's just like, especially you got a great rapport, a great relationship, relationship with this person. Oh, man, you got a tour guide. You more likely have a place <laughs> to stay. So you can stay even longer. If you're a dude and she's a chick, going, there you go. Exactly. It's going to pipe, the, it's gonna pipe the experience up even more. So definitely. <laughs> and then it's like, you said, you're going to be in good hands like Allstate. They're going to know the do's and don'ts. How I don't know. Allstate owes me money. Or <laughs> 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 well, they'll be like a good neighbor, like State Farm. You know, oh, they'll be there, they so. take my money. But you know what I'm saying? Definitely do your research. Um, learn language. So if you what know somebody, it, that's always a plus. So what? What have you, what 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 about you has changed from before you left to now you're here? What what so, what is your story on what what really has kind of anchored it into your soul that you now know this? Man, like so, I played football vast majority of my life played in high school, got to play throughout college. 
when college football came to the end, just to find, like, my last game of my career, it's time for me to hang up the cleats. Chancellor, who are you? What's next? What do you like to do? Who do you aspire to be? What do you aspire to be? What is your purpose? What are you good at doing? What is, you know what I'm saying? What is, who, who are we truly? I was able to identify and embody a student athlete, a football player for so long, and now that's no longer the case. I'm at a crossroad right now. I got to re-identify myself all over again. And that, to anybody that plays sports, that is a, that's an adjustment for sure. You know what I'm saying? Especially how long your career lasts. So um, I knew I needed to start somewhere. I had no clue where I was going to start, how this shit was going to play out. And it ended up taking me to China and going through that whole ordeal to getting locked up and now being back at square one and being tested again to see how resilient I am. And it's me having to show, prove to myself, you know what I'm saying, everything that, uh, I know that I am capable of, and you know what I'm saying, uh, to prove to the world, essentially, you know what I'm saying, I'm here and I'm a force to be reckoned with, and y'all going to know who I am when it's all said and done. Um, I have identity now. I know exactly who I am to the T. I can sit here and tell you about myself through and through for shit show, and it took all of that. It took all of that, you know what I'm saying, for me to be in this position to learn who I truly am and find out what my purpose is. And now I'm just taking that experience and I done turned this into a triumph. You know what I'm saying? We running marathons with it. You know what I'm saying? We inspiring so many other people and encouraging so many other people to share their stories now. And man, we just now we just scratching the surface. So it's gonna be it's gonna be major. You know what I'm saying? This shit gonna be as big as I wanna take it. Big as I want to make it go as far as I want to take it, it's totally up to me. And ain't gonna, nothing going to stop me but me. You know what I'm saying? If I He's exactly. Man, nothing stops you <laughs> but you and Chinese so, law enforcement. That part. <laughs> I just wondered that if part. maybe your situation was, you know, fortunate. I'd hate to say what they consider for, like, I don't know, murder or rape or anything bad like that over there. They probably don't let you go as an American if you've done that. No, I imagine not. You know, so their definition of rape is much different over there too. Hmm. It's like if you're married to somebody, I they don't the marital rape doesn't is defined exist. differently over there. So say again, hygiene is defined differently over there. So everything is different. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's, so it's it's a different world for sure. So if you were to all of a sudden have the opportunity to obtain your largest goal in your life at the moment, what would yeah. that be? Um, financial freedom, um, generational wealth, and how? How? What? In in what way would what would cause that to yeah. happen? Well, shit, all the run, all the marathons I'm running right now. Me d- being a tutor, that's one field. A coach, athletically, that's another field. I also coach aspiring authors now through my uh, my publishing company that I started in 2020 that I own, and all my books are published through. Colette Publications LLC will be a household publishing company. Give it time. <laughs> I said it first. Goddamn. Um, <laughs> I have a car rental service as well. I rent cars out through Turo, um, Model. I do a lot of. I'm running. A, I'm running a lot of different marathons, trying to get established. And some. All it takes is one crack, and everything else. You man is going to eat off of it. You know what I'm saying? So for sure. Well, sure, it's so. always it's always good to have. Um one particular goal that's larger, just barely larger than you think you can achieve and a bunch of little goals that will get you there. I think financial freedom is a nice one. Yeah, but that's a big one. Well, 
sounds like from way you talk, you're just, you're doing a bunch of stuff and you're figuring it out and you're making it work. You're not just settling on one career path. You're like doing several different things. I think that's awesome. Oh, me. And it's all independent. All I'm doing, yeah. I'm running these marathons with it. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, it's got to lay down this foundation, put in this groundwork and it's going to come into fruition. All of this singers quality between, and I ain't gonna sit here and portray this ultimate poise. Like I've been had all this shit figured out. Like I just told y'all, I had no clue what the fuck I was going to go, how this thing was going to play out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I just knew I had to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And all the things and quality between me and whoever's is going through this, is finna go through this. I already went through is that you're not gonna quit. Yeah. So in, I guess what I was when I'm I'm sitting here thinking and I'm like, um, even though it was a Chinese jail, which is an interesting story. Right. Oh gosh, yes. I could. It could also be your house burned down and you've got nothing left. Because regardless of the situation you're in, you still have nothing in the moment. You're completely torn down. Right? Yeah, he chose to rise above and persevere where some people and do not. not and, and, and go along until he could get, figure out how to get out instead of fighting them, fighting the system the whole way. I'm guilty of fighting the system the whole way. And I think in Chinese, yeah, I'm smart enough that I would be like, okay, uh, whatever you guys say. I don't know. If I got off the plane was on American soil, I'll probably be just like laying on the tarmac, just kissing <laughs> the ground. I mean, that'd be me. Yeah. I'm afraid to go to Canada for crying out loud. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the only good thing about going, about getting in trouble in Canada is they apologize to you even when you did the, speaking of that something that thought a question just hit me i wonder what's the difference between if there is any difference in the men's prisons versus the women's i mean um well jail i was in the men was housed on the second floor the women's house on the first floor so that first floor went i'm assuming it's pretty much the same but i'm sure it's still differences within you know what i'm saying because they're females so hygiene that sounds like like a great story that sounds like a great story, though. No cap. Because I'm just sitting there thinking, like, you know, in your head, you, like, watch these movies where these people that go to these foreign jail, or they even have it on Netflix, like the world's worst yeah. prisons or something like that. And Yeah, don't I, go to jail in Ecuador. I've watched part of that, and I'm like, oh, my God, some of these jails, women are just used as freaking, like, just as a toy. Well, that's what they did in the jails in um, West Memphis and Arkansas and whatnot. Remember they yes. would haul those girls over yes. to in the twenties. They in would the haul 20s, the girls. Yes. If you were arrested in the twenties over by West Memphis. And you're Memphis, a female. A female. And, and weren't ugly. They pretty much. Or pros- somewhat, you know, not. Yeah. They, pros- ugly. they prostituted you out. Yeah. So, I mean, we did it over here. So it makes me think. Yeah. You know, they're doing it there. Yeah, but they're not doing it in the city more than likely. But if you get put out in the work camp, I bet you something like that's probably going on. That's just awful. Money's money, man. I know. And to find out that Arkansas did it in the twenties is just another. Nasty. Arkansas in the twenties. I mean, it was a, a, down in the Delta. Are you kidding me? That's Forrest oh Gump goodness. country, man. <laughs> Forrest Gump country. <laughs> He's not lying, though. <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I, I grew up half my time down down on the Delta and living in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Springdale, Arkansas, and then my man. dad's family was from down there. It's and stonk. they had segregated pools in the nineties. Yeah, it's, it's a different hmm. time, man. It's a different time wow. here, and I've always lived in the northwest corner of the state, so. I didn't really get to see a lot of that type of stuff until really, I mean, they, they, college, I guess. I mean, it, we didn't, I went up to college up north, so it was like totally yeah, yeah. 
Somalis and stuff were up there too. So different. So it was just mm-hmm. like I was walking into a gigantic melting pot. It was awesome yeah. experience. And one of the uh, largest, I think Minnesota, no, Minnesota's got the largest Somali, so never mind. But it was in Lansing, Michigan. But when I moved and worked in Dallas, my kids, they grew they had friends from like all different parts of the world yeah. that were over there and like little kids parents were from russia and so when we moved back to northwest arkansas and we lived in a very small town i guess in madison county Uh, for a while um my kids come home from school and the very first words out of their mouth is mom everybody's white and i'm like (laughs) i'm like you can't say that you know they're little they're like seven eight nine you know they don't know better and they're like mom everybody's boring I'm like, boring. They're like, they wanted to go back to Dallas. They wanted to go back to that. I don't blame them. Living in Madison County. You want, it's, it's, it's Marty McFly show up in the time machine and take you back to 85? Because that's what happened. I don't think it was 85. I think it was more like 1935. <laughs> <laughs> Carroll County's not much better. I don't know. So, it's better than Madison County, though. So, you know, I mean, we still have parts of it here that's like a big hole. Oh, you got in a mountain home? Culture shock. But Mountain View? Good God. He's never going to want to leave Atlanta to remotely come anywhere. In oh, it's funny. Now. <laughs> I was, can I tell the story? You think it'd be too bad? No, I'm not going to tell it. I'm not going to tell it. What story? The liquor store story. But the guy came in and he told me he stopped in Harrison. Oh. He said it was the nicest people everywhere. And I said, you know, that's the home of the Ku Klux Klan, right? And he's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'll go in the other way when I go back. <laughs> I'm like, I right. think that's a good idea, dude. <laughs> so don't be afraid of Arkansas. Northwest corner is nice. It, it, you know, it's not so bad in Harrison anymore. They did. They, there's a guy from England. He tried to go out to Harrison and I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. He's talking about YouTube. Yeah. He, 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 he got one dude out in the country that's an asshole right. and he's got three people in his church. And everybody else is going, I fucking hate that guy. The entire town's like, fuck that guy. But it's like, no. Even the guy that was doing it from England had to admit that it's just this one dude. Yeah, it's that one dude. <laughs> but growing up, we would not go to Harrison at all. Mountain Home's worse. Because, you know... I just we just didn't go. My dad, I'm, Ju- I'm Jewish, so Stuttgart, Arkansas, where my dad was down there in the Delta. I mean, it's mixed all day. Just everybody's used to it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And the people who do care are just assholes. And it's on both sides. People on both sides care, and they're just assholes. We do, we do, just just treat each other nice and be be friendly, and we'll all be friends, and we'll all have a good time. So while you were in China, though, were people really friendly or um were they kind of uh the best uh, the best customers china was lit prior to those last 14 days china was absolutely amazing i don't have no aside from the hygiene that's the only thing i that tell us I about the hygiene like, that's yeah. twice you've said that I we got gotta know i'm real curious the hygiene i'm thinking did these don't not I use could. deodorant or they don't we... wash their hands they don't wash their hands uh oh well, that makes sense why they got covid Oh, yeah, that does, actually. Uh, How do you like this your buzzard I found out in the country? (laughs) How's you doing? The school (laughs) I worked in didn't have soap or toilet paper in the bathroom. Didn't have toilet paper in the bathroom? Most public restrooms don't have toilet paper or soap. Do they have bidets? That's a Europe thing. That's a good question. Now, you do what you do, and 
You bring so, your own. The rest so, is your. The rest is that, or the rest is just your business. We're gonna leave it there. <laughs> so I'm thinking, as a female, if I go to China, I need to make sure I bring my own soap and some oh, yeah, paper towels sure. and toilet paper in for my sure. purse. Well, you'll have to buy there because yeah. TSA won't let you bring it on the plane. Yeah, they won't let you bring anything yeah. on the plane. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You definitely need, you know, saying your own personals. Yeah. So God, and I hate like, that so, to worry about trying to find a good, good pack saying? of tampons. So they don't wash they don't brush their teeth like that you know what I'm saying so they ain't washing their hands they ain't brushing their teeth you think they really washing their body for real for real like that yeah. I doubt it so it's just like you know what I'm saying but they like they like they folks smell now they breath you gonna smell that but it's like B.O. or nothing ain't nothing crazy like that but, you go to Japan you know, it's completely opposite of that those folks are scrubbing scrubbing each other down you know they're like no 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 you have a little bit of sweat she looks so disgusted she like <laughs> I'm just she like, disgust like <laughs> I'm just sitting there thinking, if you're an American dentist, go to China, you'll be making a killing. They don't, they oh, don't do that. Oh, maybe. Man, the water, the tap water so bad, it's so many middle, man, I was developing a rash on my hands from washing my hands so much. Really? The water is that bad. Oh, yeah, you're not allowed, to, you're not, they don't, rec- they don't uh, encourage you to drink the tap water. If you do, <laughs> I, that's you on you. But they encur- it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you ain't got no choice but to bathe in it. Get a lot of, yeah, if you no get choice. some of the desitin, you just buy a big vat of desitin. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, know you can wash it, and then you put the desitin on, desitin on you. You got to think it's billions of them over there. Like, it's a lot of them over there. Like, come on. Wow. You can't, you can't flush toilet paper down the toilet. You know what I'm saying? You got to throw the toilet paper in the trash can because they uh, plumb can't have the premises can't handle that. So it's like hygiene is different out there for real. Huh. That's the biggest thing. Everything else, people, everything else was lovely. The people were nice. Customer service, I'm talking about, man, best customer service I've ever received, hands down. Wow. Well, hands I mean, down. When, no cap. Yeah. Wow. I will uh, forever remember was, that now. Bring your own toilet paper and soap. <laughs> Can you imagine right. if you get a knockoff set of tampons? Talk yeah. about toxic shock syndrome. <laughs> I'm just like sitting there thinking. I that's don't, a thing. I don't, Guys it, don't realize that. That's a thing. That's a very serious thing with a female. Yes. Yeah. But I'm sitting there thinking. You're shoving cotton up in there. I mean, come on. I don't. I don't. I don't. It's true. I don't want to think about their <laughs> manufacturers not being sterile. As a nurse, my brain goes to the absolutely most disgusting pictures known to man, and I'm like, I can't handle that. Blue waffles. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever seen. Do not Google that. Thing. Like when we went to uh, the hospitals to do physicals and stuff when we first got there. You in the you in the hospital? They drawing blood at your arm. The nurse ain't got no gloves on, nothing. Bare hands. Probably a used needle too, man. I'd bring my own needles. Oh yeah, so it's different out there. The hygiene different out there. No cap, like it's different. Wow. Well, think about it. Too. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like going, just totally like I don't even know what to say. Going ew. Yeah, China. <laughs> you got to remember, China has so many people, and they don't want that many people. They're, they're for years, they forbade you to have more than one child. If you had more than Back. one child, they took the child. If they didn't abort it, and they put you in jail. That they did that for years. So what do they care if the people die off from disease? I mean, it's so I, many of them. But I'm just so thinking, you're going to draw blood without any gloves, mm-hmm. okay? Hepatitis. You're, you're going to get hepatitis. You're going to get hepatitis. More worried for myself is hepatitis, as you can catch up easier than HIV. You know, I think that kind of stuff, just a needle stick injury on yourself. Yeah, hepatitis is very transmittable. Yeah, so I'm You can get it through food. That's A. 
I know, but it's still hepatitis. Yeah, B and C are the ones you're talking about. I don't want I don't want A, B, C, W, X, or Y. (laughs) Got it? So I'm just sitting there thinking, nurse, nurse, where did you go to school? Put some gloves on when you draw blood for to protect yourself. Yeah. They probably have a lot of nurses dying and getting sick. I would imagine. I can only imagine how they we don't know how good we got it in the United States. We really don't. The air is probably Man. terrible. Was it like smog city all oh, the time? I wouldn't set foot outdoors without having my mask on. Yeah, that's why they wear masks, not because of COVID, because they can't. Breathe. Exactly. So when yeah. I came back here, two a year passed, now everybody wearing masks. I'm like, wow, that's crazy how everything that came full circle. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> People here complaining mask, about the masks. The mask goes It was so ironic to me. The mask. <laughs> Uh, I did 14 days in the Chinese prison. Oh, you catch COVID. How long you got to sit in your room? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you're right. You were like... Everything came full circle. Everything came full circle. <laughs> you went crazy. back to jail. It was crazy. I'm still in that Chinese jail. <laughs> this was COVID. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. Well, it was crazy. What an amazing story. I will admit, what an amazing story. Yes. Oh, me. I can't make it up. I like What's it. The name? I can't make it up. What's yeah, where the... do we find your book? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so the name of the book is 14 Days in Beijing. You can find it available on Amazon. Now, mind you, on Amazon, I have a free version and a, a full a paid version. The paid version is the full novel. It says novel. It's the full story. The free version is the first three chapters. Oh, but okay. if you want to just dabble with the free version, get your feet wet, you're going to be sold by chapter three, so it don't even matter. It don't make me <laughs> out there. You can buy, get both of them. It's still, I'm still going to benefit regardless. So, what? you know what I'm saying? I got those two. Um, also have two romance novels, You Love, You Learn, and Real Love Never Dies. All three books is one, it's a trilogy. So it's a series telling one long story. Um, of course, the romance is a different tone, different setting and all of I that. Hope so. But it brings everything full circle, though. I mean, romance in a Chinese brings, prison doesn't sound good. Hey, it, bring, it brings it all full circle, though, for sure. Well, cool. Um, 14 days in Beijing. I'm really, I'm not curious. I'm whole try. different reason that Russians got beat up. I'm gonna gonna have to get that that book sounds really interesting for sure and for those that don't like to read I got you the audio book for 14 Days in Beijing available on SoundCloud YouTube Spotify Apple Podcasts and Anchor and I'm narrating it it's a vibe you know what I'm saying definitely get your popcorn ready you can tap in with that any aspiring authors out there so anybody that has an idea or a concept for a story but don't know how to go about putting it on paper or You've written a whole book, but don't have to go about publishing. Tap in with your boy. I can walk through either or process. Or yeah. you know, send on both of them if need be. I had one client who went through my program. He published his book in October of last year. Ranked the number one new bestseller in two different genres. So I definitely got a formula nice. intact for shit show. So you know what I'm well, saying? Y'all holler at me. Set up a free consultation. We could tap in and see if we're a good fit. And you know what I'm saying? For sure. And yeah. Well, you know, I leave, all I can say okay. is if you ever need a narrator... You know, you know a guy. Yeah. You got a great voice, too. <laughs> he talks about got books. I've voice. got a book, so I may talk to you about it. Oh, yeah. We can tap in. For sure. For yeah. sure. We it's a story. For sure. She hasn't written a book. I have a story I've had in my head for since I was like, I don't know, eight. Hey, we can get. Hey, we can bring it to fruition. She won't let me help her because yeah. she's like, are you going to tear it apart and make me all sad? What? <laughs> I'm not going to make you sad. <laughs> this is what I do for a living. If you can't take a little bit of criticism over something, then you've got right. a problem. Maybe I'll write it and let you two look at it. We'll go from there. <sighs> On me. Uh, oh, all right. In. So, Andrea, but, who do we have coming up soon? 
Uh, let's see here. We have the Jedi guys. Is it two people? Two people. We had one drop out, so hopefully it still goes on. You want to talk about the Jedi? They're just regular folks. They have nothing to sell. They don't have a product. They don't have a book. They just want to talk about... The Jedi lifestyle. Yeah, the Jedi lifestyle. That's all they want to do. And let's see here. We have a lady from Iran that's going to talk about improving relationships. Oh, nice. That's really all up. Oh, yeah. Oh, we we got the, the industrial spy. Industrial spy guy. We, yeah, and I always want to make everybody know. I want to let everybody in on this. We made no red balloon jokes throughout the entire episode. <laughs> I came close. You came close to I the red close. balloons. I, she asked me, she said, what if they sent a red balloon over your house, Paul? And I said, do they have to send 99 of them before I get noticed? Because <laughs> I told them not to criticize Chinese. They may send over a balloon. <laughs> when they get on the 99th, when it goes over... Okay, then I'll pay attention. If you don't know that reference, ask your parents. <laughs> 99 balloons. All right. So what do you think about today? I think it was good. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, Jackson? I want to leave. Yeah, I want to leave y'all with this message. Um, and this message is from Nipsey Hussle. For those that don't know who Nipsey Hussle was, Nipsey Hussle is from South Central Los Angeles. It's a rolling 60s crip, but a philanthropist, philosopher, um, serial entrepreneur, well-known for his music and his clothing line. And um, the message is long-winded, running through this life like it was mine. Never settling, but setting every goal high. 1,000 burpees on the path to my own self-destruction or success. But what is a mistake without the lesson? You see, the best teacher in life is your own experience. And none of us know who we are until we fail. They say every man is defined by his reaction to any given situation. Well, who would you want to define you? Someone else or yourself? Whatever you choose to do, homie, get your heart to it and stay strong. Nice message. Thank you. All right. So, I'm glad that he's still not in a Chinese jail. Me too. That does not sound fun. Yeah. This, this, for something stupid simple like that, who cares? Neither one of us use marijuana, but we also don't care if you do. Like, exactly. It's, it's up to you. It's your life, not ours. Exactly. You be you. Exactly. So, you get to speak. Is that it? At the conference. You're going to be... Oh, yeah. Top of your feet. I get to speak at the ACTUS conference. I got asked to speak at the 2023 ACDIS conference in Chicago. Top of your field. Well, I'm one of several speakers. Come yeah. on, it's the top of your field. It is the top of my field. To get to speak in their conference is an honor. Takes yes. the compliment, man. I'm still absorbing the fact I get to go. So just give me a minute. All right. <laughs> All right. So everybody send Angel. Send me love and support and good vibes. I'm not speaking Chinese. I don't know what that was. Martian? It's Paul. I got tongue-tied all of a sudden. I was like... I couldn't do anything. I'm having a stroke. No. (laughs) Send her... Send her money because she needs a plane trip and we want to go take a picture in front of the married with children. Fountain. Yeah. Buckingham Fountain, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Is that it? I guess. I don't know. I can't understand what I'm saying. Bye. (laughs) Bye.